Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 537 and Boston with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be nice today, I guess. Maybe a little cloudy. 74 for a high. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 73. It's 54 in uh, downtown Springfield. I do have a uh, traffic alert. Roadhog! Uh, I don't have any information on this. Uh, just w- what I experienced myself. Oh, you're like a 22 News reporter. Yeah, I'm just driving around with a camera in my car, uh, you know. Letting everybody what you saw. Uh, Homestead Avenue in Holyoke, uh, south of the 202 border there, you know, like the intersection there. Right. Homestead Avenue, 202. Yeah. South of that, it's closed. You have to go. I had to go all the way back up to the soldier's home and get up on the 91 that way. Oh, that's inconvenient. It's very inconvenient, Uh, actually. And I don't know why they closed the road so far down. When they could have just said, hey, the road's closed up ahead. Well, maybe somebody will, will uh, report on that. I don't think And let so. you know. But there's a traffic light out at that intersection as well, so something happened. Comedian Brendan Sangalo will be joining us. He's going to be at the, the Loft Comedy Club this weekend. We'll uh, tell you all about that, and he'll... Uh, uh, that's after 8 o'clock today. Yes, and also uh, and people from MGM will be here. Yeah, Beth Ward is going to be here. It's their fifth anniversary, so we're celebrating in a big way. Yay! Yay. Happy anniversary. Also, uh, tickets to see uh, Jackie Martling at the uh, South End Community Center and a bunch of other stuff today, too. It's a pretty packed show. You, yeah, I'll say. It's 538 at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 74. Tomorrow, cloudy and rainy with a high of 73. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. 44-year-old Kevin Hart was quickly humbled while betting uh, ex-NFL running back Stevon Ridley. You know him? Not personally. That he could outrun him in a 40-yard dash. He wound up tore, uh, tearing his lower abdomen and ended up in a wheelchair. Kevin Hart did. Kevin calls himself the stupidest man alive trying to do young man stuff. He said he was just trying to be the fastest guy at the barbecue, but it is what it is. Quote, this is 44. You know, um, the thing about getting old, and I can speak uh, uh, quite confidently about this, is that uh, old people have a tendency to forget that they are old and they do things they shouldn't do. Well, he's only 44. Yeah, but you don't run a race against a NFL, uh, an NFL football player, even a former one. Yeah. You're going to hurt yourself. That's true. Now look at him. He's in a wheelchair. Yeah, but you know what? He'll be fine. Going to have to have people feed him soup. It's it's a le- it's a life lesson learning moment. You're never going to do that again. That's why I don't exert myself in any, in any way. You want your mind blown? Yeah. Matthew McConaughey does not smoke pot. Really? At least that's the word from his wife, Camilla Alves. She says, quote, I don't think people actually uh, have this image of Matthew anymore because the kind of work and things he's been doing. But when we first started dating, it was this image of Matthew getting high, laid back, no shirt, whatever, which I'm like, the guy doesn't even smoke. What is that vision coming from? Because he was in Dazed and Confused. That The whole, like, that kind of set his role for being all right, all right, all right. All right, right. right. Was he also accused of, like, uh, playing bongos late at night all high? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, that's fine if uh, Matthew doesn't smoke anymore. Uh, 
But we did, yeah. His naked bongo playing pot smoking arrest in 1999. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe there's a, a lot of stuff that she just doesn't know about Matthew. Well, how much younger is she than him? That might make a big difference because yeah, so she true. might not remember. She might have only been in diapers when he did that. <laughs> I was going to give her the benefit of the doubt and yeah. say at least elementary school. Yeah, I, I don't remember him doing that. Yeah, because you you didn't have a memory to, to retain. Because in 1991, you were five. Mm. If there's one thing uh, a true Swifty would never do, it's cause injury or distress to a cat, right? Right? Right. Actually, that's not exactly true. There's a new TikTok challenge among Taylor Swift fans where... They hold their cat under its front legs with the camera pointed at the animal, then spin the cat around in a circle to the tune of Taylor's August. There have already been around 155,000 videos of this insanity, mostly with cats, but people have also done it with dogs, hamsters, pigs, raccoons, and even tortoises. And cats and rats and elephants, as sure as you were born. Uh, cats don't like to be messed with. No. No. Should not uh, You should not be doing that to a cat. Yeah, the Cats Protection Animal Charity issued a statement saying, quote, at no point should an animal deliberately be put in a position to feel fear, anxiety, frustration, or experience pain for the benefit of human entertainment. But it's so fun. Though, it is it? fun. I mean, I'm not yeah. arguing that, but it's they'll come back to haunt you. Cats in particular will experience extreme stress by being swung or spun around, and it could even cause them physical harm. Even more disappointingly, these are described as cute or funny in the comments section by the people who appear to count themselves as cat lovers. They even added, quote, even if the experience is only brief, brief, it's unethical and should not be encouraged. Ooh, these people need to calm down. See what I mean? I hear you. A little Taylor Swift uh, thing yeah, in there? Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, people are dumb. I, I don't know why people do anything with for the viral video. And it's always something more ridiculous than the last time just to get attention for yourself. Remember cat juggling? Yes. More disgusting ju- display I've never seen. Actually, I thought that was kind of cool. You're juggling cats. You're not supposed to be juggling cats. You're not supposed to be doing a lot of things, but it's... Is it worth watching? Yes, it is. All right, I don't think you're worth watching, I guess. I to, I remember I told you I had the cat, or my roommate had the cat, and we used to, uh, we found this website called uh, cattricks.com that you can do, <laughs> and one of them was putting a piece of scotch tape on its back so it constantly thought it was crawling under something. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> uh, National Dog Day is Saturday, so get ready for the occasion. Dog dad Chris Evans made a surprise visit to a shelter in New York City called Animal Haven to promote adoption. He says, quote, there are literally thousands of dogs waiting to be adopted all across the country, just like my dog Dodger. Chris gave the shelter dogs lots of treats from premium dog food brand Jinx and also some belly rubs. Did the shelter know he was coming or did he just show up randomly at a shelter and said, I'm going to support animal adoption? I'm pretty sure it was a whole public relations. You know, I, I sure hope so. Thing. For National Dog Day, Jinx is increasing their uh, give-back donations to 5% on online orders through the end of the month. So, you know, help them make money and save yourself some in the process. How about that? A minor league baseball team called the Brooklyn Cyclones holds an annual Elaine Dancing Contest. Did you know that? No. This year's competition just went down, and if you've never seen it, you kind of have to. In addition to the actual dancing, some contestants even dressed up 
as characters from the Seinfeld program. It's like a dry heap set to music. It's basically, yes, it is. And uh, they have people come out and do the dances dressed like the different characters. Huh. Well, that'd be kind of fun. I think that show has been off the air for 30 years and yet. And yet we still can't get enough of it. Well, well, I guess we're getting... Some people can't get enough Some of it. Some people can't get enough Some people of have it. had quite their fill. But uh, it's it's just kind of funny how that just kind of lingers. You know, <laughs> it still comes up now and then. Uh, let's see, Roller Boogie. Oh, Beyonce. Beyonce wants fans attending shows during Virgo season to wear silver. It's her birthday wish. She says, quote, we'll surround ourselves in a shimmering, shimmering human disco ball each night. You know, uh, my birthday's coming up, and... Uh, she just stole my idea. Did she? <clears throat> yeah, I wanted everybody to dress up as a mirror ball at my house. I would love that. That would actually be nice. Yeah. You have a little laser light action going on. It'll be bouncing off everybody. I was going to call it Baxi's Ball of Balls. I think uh, I'm not going to that ball tasting either. <laughs> Whatever you <laughs> put out for I'm going to guess you're less upset by it, though. Well, well, yeah, I'm much <laughs> less upset by that. Oh, my God. Uh, Kim Kardashian. Yes. Right? I almost jumped ahead. <laughs> She's uh, getting dragged through the mud over her latest video exploiting her child. Really? Yeah. Just had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I got dragged through the mud was when Ray J and I played a game of poops and ladders and that sex tape you can purchase on Newport for thirty nine ninety five. I love that. Kid. Did they have that at Milton Bradley? <laughs> <laughs> or is that what they did to the employees when they laid them all off? <laughs> You can uh, go down the poops and ladders on the way out. Yeah, right. You should see the pop action. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin? Well, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once melted pearls on her tummy. <laughs> Gave her some soggy lightning bolts. What? <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I popped a box of Wheaties in her dairy bar. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yes. Because I was on the cover of that once. I might have looked a little different then. <laughs> a little bit. That's your Hollywood treasure I'm going to do. Four. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, tomorrow night, the Patriots will wrap up their preseason schedule with a game that you'll be able to hear right here on Rock 102 against the Tennessee Titans. It's the exhibition final game before the NFL requires everybody to reduce their 80-man roster to just 53 players. Remember yesterday when I told you the Patriots had just signed 6'3-inch, 379-pound nose tackle Marquan McCall? Yeah, well, forget about him. He was dropped yesterday after failing a physical. Hard to believe that... Something like that could happen to a guy weighing 379 pounds, but it did. And now Marquand will never get a chance to enjoy the Cupcake Charlies or the Crumble Cookies at Patriot Place. And that's a bummer. However, not everybody is looking into the eyes of dejection and sadness. According to his statements in his introductory press conference, newly acquired running back Ezekiel Elliott says that he is delighted to be in Foxborough. In fact, he feels right at home despite enduring seven long seasons with the Dallas Cowboys. According to Zeke, quote, I think if you look at my play style and the culture of this team, it's a good match. I think I'm a good fit. He also goes on to say, quote, the transition has been good. I've been getting along with the team, love the coaches, love the atmosphere, and love this program. Just having fun. Well, of course you are, Zeke. You just spent seven years working for a nutcase like Jerry Jones. By comparison, Foxborough, with all its 
wondrous splendor must seem like a day in heaven. I just wonder how excited you'll be when you start missing out on those $300,000 incentives in your lopsided one-year contract. Sure, being in Foxborough seems like it's fun now, but when you're short a few bucks and you don't have the cash to shop at the Bass Pro Shop or the soon-to-be-open Patriot Place Hobby Lobby, then we'll see how much you're still loving the atmosphere. Until then, you've got some running to do. And while I'll always miss watching McQuan, uh, McCall in a Patriots uniform, having Ezekiel Elliott on the team while he's still happy and enthusiastic, it's a still a pretty decent backup plan if you like that kind of thing. But hey, and if I'm I yappin's worse brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, the paints and stains come in cans, the know-how and the service come in person. That's why you go to Rocky's for paints and stains. Good people paint people. And rock solid service in the paint department at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 and Guns N' Roses with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You know, we were talking off the air yesterday about that video that was going around online. It was showing Axl Rose singing, uh, I think it was Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah. And they said, he sounds like Mr. Hebert from uh, The Family Guy uh, singing <laughs> Sweet Child of Mine. You want some popsicles? You got down, watch what seems to me. <laughs> the it's, thing is... What's so funny about it is yeah. he really did sound it, like it. It did, and I, and I was like, why is this guy even attempting to sing anymore? <laughs> you, you just, you, it's okay yeah. that you can't do it. Just, like, don't do it. I guess if you're selling tickets for 500 bucks a piece, it, it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, as long as there's cash rolling it. Although I heard that the, at the, uh, the Fenway show yeah. uh, earlier this week, yeah. they were selling tickets for as low as 32 bucks. Really? Which makes me think. Maybe, not everybody's yeah. going back to see that one again. Yeah, probably not. Uh, but I get, I bet, I know who you're gonna go see. Who? Mister Chubby Checker coming to the Big E. Everybody, clap your hands! Oh, you're looking good. I'm gonna sing my song. It won't take long. It's gonna do the twist, and it goes like this. Yeah, uh, Chubby Checker, 81 years old, coming to the Big E. The, the latest of the greatest acts announced at the best Big E ever. Here's the amazing part. He won't be the oldest person there. There's people like in the deep in their 90s at the Better Living Center looking to buy a mop. That and also say, oh, I remember that young man over there. Uh, just weeks ahead of the Big E's <laughs> opening day, New England's largest fair has announced a slate of new music acts that is set to perform on the Court of Honor stage during its fall 2023 run. The new additions are uh, this guy right here, Chubby Checker, of the Twist fame. Right. Oh, sp- oh, that's where he's yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. A uh, special production by the Springfield Symphony Orchestra, Barry Goodrow's Engine Room, and Banachek's Mind Games Live. Wow. 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 I only know one of two of those. Chubby Checker and the Springfield Symphony Orchestra. Well, you know, Barry Goodrow was from Boston uh was in the band Boston, right? Uh, so what is he just like on uh on, on a solo tour? Uh he's been kind of on a solo tour after since that second record. So what is that, nineteen seventy eight? Yeah. That'll 
Really been hanging on for that one. But you you're also didn't talk about uh, some of the other ones coming to the uh, the Court of Honor stage. Big ones. Oh, I'm getting there. Yeah. Molly Hatchet. Ooh. Shut up with that. Uh, flirting with Disaster. Oh, I, yeah. I love that song. What was that other hit they had? Uh, flirting with Disaster. Whiskey Man. Too. Whiskey Man. Yeah, huh? Yeah. yeah uh, they did a great version of the Allman Brothers Dreams I'll Never See. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. What else did they do? Uh, that's pretty much it. Name but five more. I can't. Really. Uh, but Dokken is also coming. You like Dokken, don't you? I love Dokken. Yeah. Between Dokken and Guar, I'm not sure who my favorite ones are. I've always been on the kind of the fence between uh, Dokken, D-O, D-O, Dokken, Dokken, D-O, D-O, Dokken. Kind of interchangeable. Guar used to play at Makara's. You remember Makara's? I do. Yeah. And now it's a AAA office. I don't think it's even that anymore. I, 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 think don't even, I don't even know what it is now. It was in Eblins for a while. Uh-huh. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Checker will be among the first new additions to perform. The unrivaled king of rock and roll dance craze will be available to watch 8 p.m. on Saturday, September 23rd. The Biggie uh, has added his hit song, The Twist, introduced the concept of the dancing apart to the beat and became the number one song during the fall of 1960. This is the uh, the history of Chubby Checker. Wow. And they go on. It's like this whole bio of Chubby Checker. Is okay. That, that's your. Well, because you see, the the, uh, the youngsters today yeah. have no real conception of not only Chubby Checker, but they don't even know the twist anymore. Because nobody does the twist. Well, you can't do the twist with a walker in your in front of you. No, but they're breaking a pelvis. Or you're riding one of them uh, rascals. Yeah, right. You pop a hip doing the twist these days. Yeah, forget about it. Additionally, uh, like I said, the Springfield Symphony Orchestra and the Springfield Chamber Players will prevent the joy of music and celebration of the SSO's 80th anniversary at 2 p.m. on Monday, September 25th, and uh, the 26th. Uh, they're the largest Massachusetts symphony outside of Boston. Well, well, how many are there? I was like, going like, to say. Like, 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 is there like one other out there? I, I, and, and this is nothing against the Springfield Symphony. I, you know, they, they do a fine job. Sure. But, but to say, yeah, we're the second largest one outside of the Boston one. <laughs> is there a Worcester Symphony? Uh, I don't believe so. Is there a Fitchburg Symphony? I don't believe there is. Is there an Athol Symphony? I, I don't quite believe there is. Uh, and like you said, uh, Gary Goodrow. Uh, Barry. Barry? Barry yeah, Goodrow. I don't even know the names of these people. Uh, lastly, described as the uh, greatest mentalism act in the world, Penn and Teller. Uh, Banachek's Mind Games will uh, host performances daily from Thursday, September 23rd through Monday, September 25th. He's from uh, Greenfield, isn't he? Penn Gillette is. Penn yeah. yeah. So maybe that's why he's coming around here. Uh, I mean, that's maybe. a long performance every day for five days. Penn Gillette's doing it, or this Banachek guy? It says Penn and Gillette, Penn and by magicians, Penn and Teller. It's called huh. Banachek's Mind Games Live. Okay, I I, I didn't realize there was going to be Penn and Teller going to be at the biggie, but hey, let's that's cool. Well, is it or not? This I don't know. It's a little unclear to me. Uh, the Big E called Banachek's Mind Games a lot. I don't know. Maybe it isn't them. The Fair well, added it, that Banachek has appeared on more than 50 major TV shows and has been a consultant to some of the world's top musicians, including David Copperfield, Chris Angel, and David Blaine. Well, okay. So uh, when we talked to that guy from Humble Pie last week, yeah, uh, Jerry Shirley, uh, you know, it's, it's Jerry Shirley's Humble Pie uh, legacy. Uh, Jerry doesn't play with him anymore. He is not even there. 
he probably will not be there because Jerry is, uh, in his words, a little too old to be playing drums for 90 minutes every night. That's um, The Beach Boys have done that, too. Some performances do yeah. not include any of the original members of that of that group. Not even that pantload Mike Love? No. Mike Love takes breaks and because uh, they did it in Verona, New York uh, about six or seven years ago. They played up at the casino, the Turning Stone. Yeah. And uh, people were complaining that uh, Mike Love wasn't even a part of it. It was like just the band playing. It was just a... Uh, Backup vocals and stuff like that. You know, at least when uh, you know Brian Wilson was a Tanglewood a couple years ago, mm-hmm. you know, he was on stage with Al Jardine and Al Jardine's kid. You know, and they all and, and they were all a part of it for the whole show. It's not right. like you know, you know Brian Wilson gets up. Okay, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a nap now. Yeah. See you for the see you for the encore. No, the, the, these bands become franchises, and they basically well, Foreigner's been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like no original members of the band on stage. At all, right? Yeah, to me, if you don't have at least one original member, you know what? Hang ha- it up. However, I saw them last summer, and I thought they put on a pretty good performance. I'm sure they did. I'm yeah. sure they were great. But it's just you know, there's just something kind of, I don't know, just seems kind of weird to me. At yeah, least like, with the Humble Pie show, there's guys that had played with Humble Pie along the way, and Jerry Shirley is giving his stamp of approval. He's giving he's, he's giving you a good reason why he can't play. He so, can't do the twist anymore either. No, my god, it's a very athletic thing to be a drummer. Well, there you go. That's your uh, that's your lineup for the Court of Honor stage at the uh, at the Big E and I cannot wait to yeah. go. Good uh, lineup at the uh, the Big E Arena. We'll get that to be, we'll get into that in a couple of days maybe. Yeah. Yeah, we we have plenty of time before oh, the yeah. Big E starts. Oh, yeah. 22 days for crying out loud. Right. It's uh, 622 now with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. If you're hiring, it can feel like you're trying to find a Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 628 in the Rolling Stones of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the forecast because uh, we're, getting, we're getting late here. Getting yeah, we need, to, late. we need to focus and tighten things up, get back on time. Yeah. Well, you know, it's 628. We have time for a joke. You want to laugh? Uh, yeah, sure. Right. Why All not? Right. Yeah, cool. Okay. Let's, let's it's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. So uh, a teacher falls asleep in class, and uh, the little boy, what do you think his name is? Uh, little Johnny. Little Johnny! Little boy walks up to the teacher, and he says, Hey, uh, teacher, are you uh, sleeping in class? And the teacher says, No, Johnny, I'm, I'm not sleeping in class. And Johnny says, What are you doing, sir? And the teacher says, I was talking to God. Okay. Okay. And the next day, uh, little Johnny uh, fell asleep in class, and the same teacher walks up to him, says, "Young man, are you sleeping in my class?" And little Johnny says, "No, not me, sir. I- I'm not sleeping." And the teacher says, "Well, what were you doing?" And Johnny goes, "I was talking to God." And then the teacher says, "Oh yeah, what did he say?" And he goes, "God said he never spoke to you yesterday." Yeah, he wasn't talking to God, neither is he. Uh, <laughs> It wasn't that dirty. You were expecting something more yeah, kind of uh, uncouth yeah. to come out of. Well, he he did end it with a middle finger. Well, that's there. okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock.
Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. A cool start this morning with some sunshine. Clouds will increase as the morning goes on. We'll go mainly cloudy this afternoon, but just the chance of a spot shower. Most will stay dry. Temperatures will top off in the low to mid-70s. As we head into the evening, a couple of showers as it becomes a bit muggy. Then overnight tonight, showers, temps in the lower 60s. Then a period of rain late tonight into tomorrow morning, perhaps an embedded thunderstorm. Rain will end with just a couple leftover showers tomorrow afternoon, although it'll remain mostly cloudy and muggy. High temperatures in the lower 70s. For Saturday, partly to mostly cloudy on the muggy side, but nothing more than a spot shower and isolated storm with a high near 80. With your Western Mass News First Alert forecast, I'm meteorologist Dan Brown. Are you looking to go electric? Not sure which brand or model to pursue? Check out the all-new Nissan Aria at Leah Nissan. Nissan's first all-electric vehicle is coming to the top of its class in many categories, from its style to performance to mile range, getting an estimated range of 304 miles. And right now, get 4750 off MSRP on the new Nissan Aria. If you're looking to go electric, do it at Leah Nissan. Save thousands. Visit General Manager Miguel Aponte and his team at Leon Nissan at Palumba Drive in Enfield. 4750 off MSRP. VIN number PM4 07909. Must credit qualify 730 plus through NMAC. Selling price 40000 35 bucks. Home buying is a journey. Keep it 100 with the Freedom 100 Mortgage Program from Freedom Credit Union. Get up to 100% financing at a low fixed rate. No income restrictions. Just find the home you love and make it yours. Visit a branch or freedom.coop for details. Program subject to end without notice. Offer of credit is subject to credit approval. Freedom Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Shares and deposits in excess of NCUA limits are fully insured by MSIC. Equal housing lender. NMLS number 478769. Attention landscapers and contractors, Winesick Nursery in Hadley has a yard full of trees, plants, shrubs, and perennials for the fall planting season. Bring us your plot plan or call us for inventory. We've been growing strong and our landscape plants are beautiful, healthy, and ready to go in the ground. We also have wholesale mulch, bark, and soil ready to load or deliver. Winesick Nursery on Route 9 in Hadley and at winesicknursery.com. We are the growers. Come to the source. Time to get back to your morning routines. From the bus stop to the field, we'll help you plan your day. And before you head out, we'll get you answers. Plus, I'll have your hour-by-hour -hour forecast getting you through the next 24. Weekdays at 4.30 on ABC 40. The team you trust is getting answers on your favorite platforms. Chris Pisano, Abby Carnavali, and meteorologist Jana Brown. Live starting at 4, weekdays on ABC 40. Get us over the air or stream us on the free Western Mass News app and on your connected TV anytime. 633 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Uh, here's a local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A Chickabee man is facing multiple charges resulting from a crash into a utility pole that occurred on Sunday in Ludlow. According to Ludlow Police Chief Daniel Velada's 20-year-old Dominic Anthony Rodrigo of Chickabee will be appearing in court to face the charges of negligent operation, use of an electronic device while driving, speeding, possession of an open container of alcohol, and failure to wear a seatbelt. The incident occurred around 2 a.m. on Sunday when Ludlow police received an emergency call about a vehicle colliding with a utility pole at 382 Holyoke Street. Responding officers uh, reserved, or observed live wires down and requested assistance. Fire crews and ambulances were dispatched as well. Officers reported that Rodrigo was trapped inside of the smoking vehicle. Oh, is smoking? Like uh, I guess. Like a Marlboro or like a Virginia Slim kind of thing? I don't... Uh... I don't know. Officers, uh, maybe they, like a lucky strike or an unfiltered camel. You know what? 
Lucky strike. Because he's lucky to be alive after striking a utility pole. That's what it is. Officers then managed to break the vehicle's front windshield in order to access Rodrigo, who was unconscious. With the officer's assistance, Rodrigo regained consciousness and was safely extricated from the vehicle. During the investigation, it was determined that the vehicle had been traveling at extremely high speeds, potentially exceeding 100 miles an hour along Holyoke Street. Uh, That is a posted speed limit of 25, by the way. Hmm. Uh, Rodrigo, who suffered injuries in the crash, was taken to Bay State by Ludlow Fire Department paramedics. He's scheduled to appear in Palmer District Court to address the charges against him. Uh, they broke the utility pole, and uh, the car is completely destroyed. You know, uh, you know, when it, uh, whenever I'm driving, I try to avoid avoid uh, poles, walls, yeah. other vehicles, and pedestrians. I'm I'm very specific on how I choose to drive well that's probably the best practice well i try to yeah it's always been my uh the way i go about it well you're a safe driver well i mean according to uh according to my insurance company uh yeah more or less you don't go 100 miles an hour down your street to get to your house no actually uh no i don't i don't think uh there's enough space on my road to go 100 miles an hour what about uh 70 I think I could probably get it, crank it up to about fifty right. before I, you know, have to stop for the house. What if you had the trots? You would probably gun it to get to. The oh, house. I have. Yeah, and haven't missed the door once. There you go. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. A North Adams woman is being charged with motor vehicle homicide after striking a motorcyclist while making a U-turn on Route Two in Charlemont, according to the Northwestern DA spokesperson Lori Loisel. 38-year-old Melissa Repka pleaded not guilty in Greenfield District Court to charges of motor vehicle homicide by negligent operation and failure to yield right-of-way in connection of the death of 66-year-old Gregory Herzing of Colring. Troopers were called to a crash on Route 2 in Charlemont of a 2005 Harley-Davidson and a rented 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee around 1 p.m. on April 12th. The Jeep with two passengers inside pulled off the eastbound lane near the Deerfield River, when the vehicle pulled back onto the roadway, it struck and killed Herzig riding his motorcycle. An investigation by the Mass State Police revealed that uh, Repka caused the accident after she tried to do a U-turn on Route 2. There is a pretrial conference set for November 15th, and Repka was, not, was ordered not to operate a motor vehicle while the case is pending. Uh, let's see. We got, uh, we got some other stuff. Oh, that remember that Post report yesterday? Which one? From the uh, the Police Officers Standards and Training Commission? Yes. The uh, Post Commission uh, uh, debuted a landmark database on Tuesday, releasing a complete list of disciplinary records from law enforcement agencies across the state for the very first time. The Post Commission unveiled a complete disciplinary history from December 1984 through January 31st of this year. Included in its first-of-a-kind exhaustive report are reports of alleging bias, actions uh, that resulted in bodily injury or death, truthfulness or, or professional integrity, Criminal misconduct and other misconduct, all in an effort to boost accountability uh, by increasing uh, transparency. No officer wants to see themselves in these type of databases, so the assumption is that officers are continuously reminded of the high standards that are expected of them. And, of course, the public being made able to look at the discipline or infractions have been regarding misconduct as a major part of furthering that aspect of police accountability, said Eric uh, Zuniga, the post-commissioner executive director. Uh, But... uh, Cheryl Claprood points out that uh, a lot of these are haven't even been disciplined. These people haven't even been disciplined. They're just complaints that may have been registered against them, and they're all on there making it look. Yeah. See, this you know, is 
this is why yesterday when you did this story, I kind of, uh, I was a little cynical about it only because if you're doing a, a, like a study that goes all the way back to 1984 and it's just, if, if what Cheryl Clapper was saying is right, and I have no reason to believe that she's, she's not accurate here, you know, whenever you do like a survey like that for that length of time, you know, you can skew the final results. Well, they're not really accurate. I mean, you may have had more problems back in the 80s and early 90s that may not be applicable to Springfield police today. Right. Because there are so many more, you know, restrictions on policing now. There's body cameras. There's, uh, I mean, there's all kinds of things. So, I mean, I, I hear the results of that yesterday. I'm thinking, I, I don't know if that's even remotely accurate. Because they want to release this stuff as like a big gotcha moment. See, I told you, there's all kinds of rampant behavior, uh, misbehavior going on in the yeah, Springfield but that's, Police Department. But that's not really a gotcha moment because of exactly that. If it's right. just complaints that have never been, uh, that have never been, you know, there's no they, punishments right. or whatever there may be and never have gone to court, may never have gone to the point of investigation, then you are skewing the final results. And especially if you're going for a period of time that's you know what is it almost 40 almost 45 years old yeah that's a long it's, time do a survey for the, the last five years then you're going to find out what's going on in the springfield police do it for 40 years and you're not going to get anything even remotely accurate or applicable today yeah there's lots of complaints lodged against us over the years the none of which required any disciplinary action no there were just people complaining about things they didn't like what they heard they haven't made any major changes to the show and i don't know how long yeah you know what yeah uh less than a week after two teens stole a utility terrain vehicle and drove it around the ranch golf club damaging several greens and tea boxes the Southwick detective investigating in- incident identified the two culp- culprits and both are teenagers Social media is a powerful thing these days, said Detective Sergeant Thomas Krutka, who worked on the case. Somebody is going to talk and someone is going to hear about it. Police say on the uh, evening of August 17th, a UTV, a side-by-side diesel-powered off-road vehicle with a small truck-like bed, was stolen from Ray's family farm by the teenagers, whose names are not being released by the police because they're under 18. The teens drove it through several tee boxes and greens and down a couple of fairways. (sighs) Did, yeah, they, but what was did their, they at least stay on the cart paths? They did, but what was their score at the end? I mean, what was the handicap on I, I don't know. But you know what? If you're going to damage uh, the serene beauty of the ranch, mm-hmm. uh, you better prepare yourself for a lifetime of criticism yeah. and hatred. Now, that's a beautiful golf course. It doesn't deserve uh, to be damaged by your vandalism. Yeah. They also drove it into the yard of at least one homeowner in the Sunnyside Ranch Estates. Oh, that's all right. But if you ruin the golf course, now we got a problem. We got a big problem. Listen, those rich people can afford to re- replant their lawns. Yeah, I mean, listen, they, they live next to a golf course. You got to expect damage from time to time. But you take a car yeah. that you stole and start doing donuts in the uh, on the greens, you want to know how much work it is to get yeah. those greens and fairways looking perfect? Yeah. It's a lot of damn work. The, those homes there, you ever see those? Oh yeah, yeah. I've been in one before. Really? Yeah, they, I knew they let you. Who, I knew somebody who lived up. Were there. Were you lost? I was lost. <laughs> yeah. I knew somebody who lived up there. It was like when they first started building <clears throat> them. Yes. Those, those houses are like a million dollars each, at least, at least. Well, you know, Steve, uh, 
you want to be able to get close to the, the course. Oh, you yeah. want to be able to good, get a good tee time. Look at that. You spend all your hard uh, rich guy money on landscapers and stuff, and then all of a sudden some two teenagers come along and ruin it for you. Now you get a big tire track in your front. <sighs> Do we know what holes have been ruined? Mm, it didn't say specifically what holes were ruined, but uh, just one hole, no matter what it is, would ruin an entire golf course, don't you think? You know, I would have no problem if you're going to be tooling around in a car, say, like in the uh, in the rough or in that deep fescue. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be going through, uh, you know, through those fairways, <laughs> dude, you're lucky I wasn't there. I would have beamed you up the coconut with a with a with a ball. The, with a, uh, with a, you'd have like Titleist on your forehead. That's what I would do. You'd branded. You get a like, I would. branding. I would like that. Uh, sl- was it Slayer? Was it branding? Oh, yes. The one we had the, the, yeah, the right, 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 yeah. Yeah, you get the Titleist one. The uh, Motor Vehicle's tires dug deep into the golf course's grass playing surfaces, exposing dirt and creating ruts and ridges. Just turning those tires with their aggressive treads while on the soft ground of the course uh, caused damage. What started out as a harmless pr- prank got carried away. He's kid- yeah, and that's a, he's right about that. These kids cannot keep their mouths shut about anything. Yeah, you know, uh, you said they put it on social media? Yeah. Stupid idiots. I mean, honestly, if you were gonna if if you were gonna take a car onto a golf course and start tooling around on it, yeah, keep your cell phones shut off and only do that on municipal courses. Maybe the the three park courses, you know, the executive courses. That's that's yeah. not as bad as you know a semi private course like uh you know like the ranch. Yeah. Like, God. Yeah, you take that somewhere else. People coming to these days. You know, I was thinking about... Uh, uh, By the way, I'm not suggesting that you take a car onto a municipal course. Th- this Here's a good topic. We can continue this uh, in a few minutes if you want. Sure. What's the worst thing you did as a kid that you got in trouble for? And you know what? We'll take some calls, baby, for that if you want to. I'm just trying What's to. What's the worst the thing you did when you were young? When you were younger. <laughs> it's the Entertainment Tonight effect. Yeah. We will end we'll, with that. We'll go right back. To, we'll go right to the dirt bag hotline. Uh, there you go. Uh, you're, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 74. Tomorrow, rain with a high of 73. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. Rock 102's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 6.53. And Joe Walsh with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds today. Uh, high of 74. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 73. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, I don't always like uh, making these kinds of announcements, but uh, you know, one of the, the things that uh, just happens when you work at a place for a very long period of time is that uh, from time to time you you lose good friends who you've worked with for for many years mm-hmm. uh, i just found out today and, and 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 unfortunately i wish i had known a couple of days uh, earlier but uh ross the boss mcdonald who had worked here for years and at one point had been a manager a uh, program director here at rock 102 uh died on uh august 1st uh, at the age of 73 and uh, you know, anybody that, that has worked here or has met Ross uh, or has had Ross DJ their wedding. For many years, he had Blue Moon uh, DJ services uh, and Ross the Boss uh, DJ service, mobile DJ service. Mm-hmm. If he's ever worked your wedding, you know what a, uh, what a real gem this guy was. Um, 
he helped me move. <laughs> from, well, there you go. Yeah. From Westfield, from Westfield to Springfield, and uh, just an absolutely monumental, uh, you know, person. He uh, he grew up in Springfield. Spent most of his life in uh, West Springfield. Graduated from Cathedral. Uh, his real name was uh, Frank Pollard. And uh, on behalf of everyone here at Rock 102, uh, and everyone who has ever worked here at Rock 102. We offer our condolences to a family, uh, to his family and friends. Just a wonderful, wonderful guy. You know, I uh, I never got the pleasure of uh, meeting him, uh, but I but but being an employee here and for so long, you hear stories and you know all the you know the great the, the he was one of the greats. The guy who used to be on the air and he used to do yeah. all the wacky things and all that he, stuff. Back he in was the day. one of those guys that we yeah. always had very fond things to say of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you couldn't say anything really bad about him. I mean, we could say bad things about other people. Well, listen, we're Lots on radio. We say bad things about people, other people all the time. Yeah. That's just uh, how it works around here. But, uh, yeah, but, I, I, like I said, I never had the pleasure of meeting him, but uh, I've heard nothing but good things uh, about the guy and, uh, and and offer my condolences as well. Yeah, he was, a, he was a tall giant around this place. So, again, our sympathies to his family. Uh, Frank Pollard, uh, Ross the Boss McDonald, uh, died again uh Last Tuesday at the age of uh, 73. Not, uh, I'm sorry, on the first. So, okay. Anyhow, hey, um, again, I well, hate I hate doing that, but yeah, we've we've lost some people over the years. He's he's not the first one we've lost, and it's like those are the Rock 102 in memoriam uh, <sighs> thing. We should do one of well, those. You know, I mean, you know? we since I started 1995, I think there's been four people who have died here. Yeah, that I can that I can recall. I mean, it may have been more, and I apologize for that if, I've, if I'm forgetting anybody. But, uh, yeah, that's a real sad one. It's too bad. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry to hear it. Um, well, what do, you, do you want to do open lines after uh, 7 o'clock, or do you want to uh, – what, what do you want to do? Uh, you know, I mean, uh, we, can, uh, we can do uh, either one. I, ju- I just had this, this quick little story I, want, I wanted to share with you because we were talking about it at the last break yeah. about, you know, th- what was, like, the worst thing you did as, as a kid. And uh, I've been I've been thinking about this uh, quite a lot lately, and uh, I I remember when I was like eight or nine years old, I I was home by myself a lot. I, I had four other siblings, yeah, but they were all older than me. They were eight to you know twelve years older than me, and they would they would be at work. I was like probably nine. My brother was sixteen, seventeen. He was out working all day right. during the summers, and I was home by myself. And my parents would be gone at work all day. As a kid, I was left by myself. We didn't have a babysitter and all that stuff. And I would get bored. And one time I said, you know what? I'm going to go break the neighbor's window. <laughs> so I I walked down the street. It was probably about a quarter of a mile away. I walked down the street. I, yeah. well, I was looking for the kid to play with, but nobody was home. So I said, well, I'm just going to break his window then. So I took a brick and I threw it through their back window. <laughs> And it was kind of cool because yeah. I'm like, wow, it does break like that. It's yeah. just kind of like in the movies. Sounds you, fun. Yeah, it is fun. And then nobody saw me do it. So nobody knew that I broke this window. They just couldn't figure out who had done it. Yeah. And a couple of days go by and I'm like dying to tell somebody that this happened because I was kind of looking for the attention of, you know, uh, I guess. So I started telling my brother that I uh, I saw somebody do that. I saw somebody throw a window at that oh, guy's yeah. house. So then my brother goes, 
oh, well, you know, and he tells my dad, and then my dad gets involved. He calls the neighbor and says, hey, my kid saw somebody, whoever uh, threw, and he goes, we've been wondering who threw a brick through our window. And it, and it turned into this giant, like, I kept lying, and it just kept bigger and bigger and yep. bigger. And finally, the police came to the house <laughs> to talk to me, and this guy yeah. interrogated me, you know, as much as you can interrogate an eight- or nine-year-old kid. Sure. And he said to me, if you don't tell us the truth, we're going to throw you in jail. So that's he told what, that to an eight-year-old kid? Yes. So I just spilled the beans, and I told them I had made the whole thing up, and you know, so fat. So I didn't get in trouble with uh, the you, law you at should, all. You should have said you wanted to talk to a lawyer. I was grounded for like two years after that. But well, you, that may was, have, you may have earned that one. Yeah, I was earned that one, but I was also left alone to my own devices, so I kind of blame my parents for that in a way. <laughs> but uh, but I, I had made up this whole story. Today, if a cop said that to a kid like that, I could have sued the pants off. Oh, that you guy. you would have owned the whole entire police department. Yeah, I, that that would be a post a post disciplinary commission <laughs> thing. Yeah, a guy lied to me, told me he's going to throw me in jail. My feelings are hurt. It's six fifty nine with Bax and Nagle on Rock one hundred two. And now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? Remember when Reggie Bush was given the Heisman Trophy in two thousand five with the USC Trojans? Boy, I sure do. Also remember him playing football for the Saints, the Dolphins, the Lions, the 49ers, and the Bills. Also remember him winning the Super Bowl and dating Kim Kardashian. But what I most remember about Reggie Bush is when he was accused of being involved in that pay-for-play scandal where it's alleged that family members received impermissible benefits like cash, travel expenses, and a house while he was still playing from college. The result of which resulted in Reggie having to surrender his Heisman and having every one of his USC records eliminated from the books. This week, Reggie Bush filed a lawsuit against the NCAA for defamation, claiming that not only were the accusations untrue, but the NCAA had no basis in which to make the claims in the first place. In 2021, Reggie filed paperwork to have both his records and the Heisman restored, but based upon the accusations leveled against him, the NCAA refused to consider the reinstatement. Yesterday, Reggie filed that lawsuit and claimed that he was never paid to play for the USC Trojans and that the, quote, NCAA needs to be held accountable for maliciously attacking his character. Reggie is also asking that he be granted a jury trial and the jury determined both the compensatory and punitive damages in the case. Now, if I were a lawyer, I could tell you what some of that means. But since I'm not, I can only tell you this. While Reggie might not have gotten paid money to play college football, Somebody wound up getting a brand new house, and somebody apparently paid for members of his family to make the 130-mile trip from Spring Valley, California to the L.A. Coliseum every week. And while he might not have benefited directly or even had knowledge of it happening, one thing is for sure. It took the NCAA three years to determine that Reggie Bush had some pretty shady people in his family, family who were contacted by people who were even shadier. Oddly enough, the NCAA has not responded to the lawsuit because they might be shadier than all of them. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get a Craftsman Allen wrench set, seven bucks. A Stanley 25-foot tape measure, seven bucks. It's a seven-buck tool sale going on now at Rocky's. Stanley Irwin Craftsman Tools, seven bucks. You can get them all at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 714, and Van Halen with Banks and Nangle on Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 74. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 73. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. And now, live from the Aaron Moran Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Live Thursday! 293-1021, that is the number for Open Line Thursday, just like it is for Open Line Friday, except tomorrow is the best of facts and angle, and there will be none. Okay. Keep your filthy language off this show. Don't make me come down there, because I will, and you're not going to like it. And also keep your hate speech to yourself, or go call the Kellogg crew. They, they, don't answer the they phone love either. that kind of thing. They don't answer the phone. They hire somebody to call it. Most of their callers are telemarketers. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's... Uh... Let's not waste another hot second. Let's go right to the phones here. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Yes, Mike Jones. How you guys doing? Oh, hey, we're doing. Hey, let me, let me hey, ask. Yeah, yeah, before you hang up. Yeah, before you hang up. Hey, I'm finally here. Yeah, be, before you hang up. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah, I figured. Yeah, okay, yeah. there you go. All right, good. That's. The, I'm glad this. we started off right away with the, with that guy. Well, I don't know why he doesn't want to. He sounds like he wants to be recognized. Yeah, and, he's definitely yeah. drawing attention to himself. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Mark. How's it going? Good, Mark. What's on your mind? Hey, just quick question. Anybody know what's going um, in next to the Pride Station by, like, Plainfield Street? Chick-fil-A? Uh, on, oh, pl- on, on Plainfield Street? I, I knew there were developments. It's on the Connecticut River. It's yeah. right on the Connecticut River. It's uh, it's actually where the old uh, where the old uh, radio station you were just talking about used to be. Oh, really? Yeah. In that space, they tore it down? Well, they they've torn yeah, that they down tore for down. years. No, I had ago. no idea. Uh, but the the Pride Station's been there for quite a few years now. But the but there are there was it was the old Valley Steakhouse, I guess, was in that location. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And uh, they're building something there, but I'm not sure what. It's pretty big. Yeah, it's probably another fast food restaurant, which we desperately need in this area. Well, you know, there aren't many fast food <laughs> restaurants in that yeah, area. There you go. There you bank go. for fast food area. One of the one bank. of the two. All right, thanks for the call. All right, uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is uh, Tom Bowler from Seaton uh, Hills. Hey, Tom, what's up? The reason they got rid of those Frankenstuff that Steve had a Woody for the other oh, day. Oh, yeah, the Frankenstuff hot dogs, yeah. They were burning kids' mouths, so they had to discontinue them. You know what? That makes and sense. The hot, hot filling inside of the hot dog would burn oh, yeah. somebody's mouth. It's because kids can't wait to bite into something. So if you want a good chili and cheese dog, go to Nick's Nest in Holyoke. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. Okay. Here we go. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah. This is uh, Mike. Bill 4420. Okay. Uh, what, what can we do for you, Mike? I just want to stand that out for the state. That's all. Oh, okay. Well, there, there you go. Appreciate what, what that. Did, what did he say? I really don't have any idea what uh, numbers he was spitting out there. Rock 102, good morning. Is this? Mike Jones, I'm back. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? You talking to me? Hey, hey. now we're talking. What's hey, going on? I, I was wondering, hey, uh, you guys happen to know where you can get a uh, a cheap comedy club and a meal somewhere around here? 
Yeah, actually, the uh, Loft Comedy Club. Matter of fact, uh, there's some meals going on there tonight over in Chicopee. Yeah, right. Chef Chef Larry is already uh, working yeah. things up. Yeah, I figured I'd get something in for Marty. All right, well, well yeah, because, you know, he didn't. He would never do he, it himself. He hasn't done it a thousand times here on one day that he, he works. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call. Care, guys. All right. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? It's Phil from North Brookfield. I've been listening since 1995. Oh, how you doing, Phil? I'm doing good, my friend. You guys always give 100%. I love your show, and and um, I I work nights, so I get out of work just in time, and I listen to you guys, and, and it, it makes the night go real good so I can come and listen to you guys all day. Oh, that's that's oh, very nice of you to say. I'm actually more of an 85% guy. Oh, I don't I'm usually get really, more than yeah, 60%, yeah, 60 but, yeah. but I still... Well, if you, every, every, <laughs> everything that you guys do is awesome, including the... The way you do that Tuesday afternoon. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you're, you're enjoying it, Phil. Well, you have a nice day, guys, and God bless both of you. All right. All right. Thank you. Right back at you, Phil. That's nice. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? That's Mike Dillon again, guys. Oh, Jesus. Right. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah, this is Mike again. Uh, back said that he do not understand what I said. I'm at the HD 4420 Gumbill. Trying to protect our Second Amendment. Oh, the, oh, oh, okay. The, uh, oh, oh, okay. The, that's what the signs are. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Cool. All right. Thank well, you. Thank you very much. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? The Hawkman. How's it going? Hey, hey the Hawkman. Hawkman. What's going on? Oh, my God. Did I do a whole bunch of stupid stuff when I was young? Well, you're actually doing stupid stuff now. I saw you eat cat food yesterday. <laughs> oh, well, someone had to try it. It says that it's safe for human consumption, but I have a long laundry list of yeah. stupid things when I was before the Hawkman. I can't imagine you doing anything stupid in your youth. Yeah, I mean, it seems to me every decision you've ever made worked out just fine. Oh, can I say it really quick? Yeah, you know, go ahead. Yeah. Go for it. All right. First of all, I drove 60 miles an hour down the lovely street of Main Street of Ware. Uh-huh. Before that, I drove 100 miles an hour with my buddy's truck down the Palmer Airport. Before yeah. that, I tried stealing a porta potty. <laughs> Before that, I accidentally set my backwoods on fire in Gilbertville. Uh-huh. Before that, I accidentally kicked a soccer ball through a bar window. Uh-huh. Before that, I accidentally pulled a happy Gilmore with the golf club, and it went flying through my neighbor's window. Uh-huh. And before that, I used to walk out of school with my buddy <laughs> in, in Quabbin Regional High School to walk 20 miles home every day for about five times. Hawkman, can I just interrupt you for a second? Because I'm sure you could go on for you know, virtually hours. But your mom is in the room, right? Um, uh, you can say that. Yeah. Uh, could it could it be said? Could it be um, uh, construed as you're still grounded? <laughs> oh, he's grounded already. Yeah, he's grounded all right. You know what? You are the perfect example of why karma is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know the best part, guys? Yeah. When I was growing up in Gilbertville, 
My mother would always ask me on a Friday when she'd get home from work, so, Stephen, where are you going today for the weekend? I'd always say, I'll be around. And my poor mother, like you, Bex, probably had your mother worrying where you were all weekend long, but now karma's a bitch for her because I can't go anywhere without her knowing. See? Well, there you go. go. So it all worked out, I guess. Full circle. (laughs) All right. All right. All right, Hawkman. Enjoy your your weekend. Thank you, guys. All All right. right. Let's 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 take uh, one more here. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah, good morning. Uh, This is Scott from Indian Orchard. Yes, Scott. What can we do for you? Um, I was calling. Uh, I was just wondering if uh, either one of you guys watched the, uh, the Republican debates last night. What your thoughts were on it? Um, then, uh, I, you know what? I was going to, but I had this thing called a complete lack of interest that kept me occupied, so I couldn't do it. Yeah, I found myself going uh, to sleep well before it started. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the second second thing I wanted to say was, uh, you know, with the whole uh, hot dog debate here. There's nothing wrong with a little ketchup and mustard on a hot dog. Yeah. All right. Now I don't have, like you. Guys you guys have a great weekend. <laughs> All right. You too. All right. Well, there you go. There, Man, you, go. there you go. Very successful open line Thursday. Well, I don't know what your measurement of success is. Uh, no profanity and no hate speech. All right. Successful open line Thursday. <laughs> we'll do it again next week. <laughs> it's Max and Nagel at Rock 102. Live in concert. Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. See it all online. It's 726 at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the forecast because uh, he's much better at it than I am. He's a he's a meteorologist. You're just meaty. I'm very meaty. Yeah. that's In all the right places. All right. All right. That's what yeah, I'm talking right. about. Uh, comedian Brendan uh, Sagalow will be joining us uh, after 8 o'clock. He's going to be at the Loft Comedy Club this weekend. Also, uh, Beth Ward from MGM. Believe it or not, it's their fifth anniversary uh, this week. Uh, really? Five years. Five years? It's been five long years. For five years, everything was so was, nice. Everything was lovey-dovey. <laughs> also, we'll have uh, tickets to Jack. slot money yet? I said, no. Can't find no job. They haven't get no slot money. <laughs> we'll also have Jackie Martling tickets to give away a little bit later on today, too. We have news next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. 731. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news, and here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Massachusetts State Police have revealed new information on Sunday's deadly crash in Belchertown that damaged multiple properties. Investigators told Western Mass News they recovered uh, empty beer cans from inside and outside of the car at the crash scene where, where the 19-year-old driver, Miles Murray, was killed. State police also revealed that they recovered a fake Vermont driver's license with the Henniker, New Hampshire native's photo on it. They reported that these items were recovered after Murray failed to stop for a state trooper and eventually drove over a mulch patch, which sent the car airborne and his Nissan Altima crashing into a Jeep parked at 79 North Main Street. The collision sent the engine flying into the second floor of the 73 North Main Street home and more uh, debris into the first floor. One of the homeowners, Trevor Sims, said his mother-in-law was inside of the house at the time of the crash. The other homeowner, Donna Sims, was at work. Uh, it's important to note that the open beer cans recovered on the scene does not confirm that Murray was impaired at the time of the crash. State police are awaiting autopsy reports to make any determinations in the upcoming weeks. That's to say, uh, yeah, don't uh, sue us for, uh, for for libel, right, or slander, uh, because we don't we're not implying anything. We're just telling you what we found. One of those things. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting though to find out. 
uh, where the beer came from and where he purchased it from and where else he was that that night because that's pretty easy to find now with surveillance cameras and, and everything else. Uh, that's probably going to be a, a topic of contention as far as, you know, who sold him the beer, who, you know, oh, I know. all that I stuff. Know. It's, uh, it sucks, though, that, uh, you know, you had to learn a lesson the very, very hard way. But you know what? I mean, yes, you're absolutely right. But uh, he's a young kid. And uh, young kids can sometimes do impossibly stupid things. Yeah. Including things like this. And, uh, and I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying, you know, we talked about it before. Yeah. You know, we both did some pretty stupid things when yeah. we were young and, you know, regrettable things. I mean, not so much me. I mean, certainly you did. But, I don't know. Uh, I felt good breaking that window, but. I'm sure in the moment it felt yeah. good, but the ramifications of it, the consequence that then followed that was right. not particularly great. No, that wasn't comfortable at all. To be interrogated by police in your home at the age of eight, it doesn't happen very often. A uh, Springfield representative is asking Governor Maura Healy to permanently increase the presence of the state police and for fe- federal law enforcement agencies to establish a, quote, greater presence in his city as it deals with an uptick in gun violence this year. Representative Bud Williams, the Springfield Democrat who chairs the Joint Committee on Racial Equity, Civil Rights, and Inclusion for the House and the Black and Latino Legislative Caucus, said Wednesday that Springfield is, quote, dealing with a more violent criminal element than ha- that has little respect for life and announced plans to lobby state and federal authorities for more officers ass- uh, to be assigned to the city. Uh, Springfield is the capital of Western Massachusetts and should be afforded all public safety resources necessary to ensure a safe city. As Springfield goes, so uh, goes the region, uh, Williams said. It is clear we need more federal involvement to stem a rising crime rate going forward. Uh, Good point. Yeah, Uh, no, it's a good point. uh, Uh, Springfield is not technically the capital of western Massachusetts. I mean, there is is no capital. But, uh, no, he's right. He's right about the violence. Well, he feels if there was a capital, it would be Springfield. You think if we uh, if we uh, uh, seceded from uh, the rest of the state, that uh, Springfield would be the capital? Possibly. Or would uh, a place like Greenfield or Northampton, uh, mm, no, perhaps I, even East Hampton? Uh, you know, I don't. Well, none of, none of us are really a port city, so you can't uh, you can't say that. And capital cities are not necessarily always the uh, most populated cities, and yeah. in, in a particular. Uh, state, but yeah, listen. He's he's right about the crime. Yeah. He's right about the gun violence. He's right about the, the ghost guns. Ghost guns. Yep, we gotta we gotta deal with that. Um, I would be willing to think that if we were <clears> to make a capital around here, East Hampton, because uh, those fine folks in the government thinks the world revolves around them anyway. So <laughs> why not be the center of attention? Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, there were 20 shooting incidents in Springfield between June 1st and August 14th this year, including 12 homicides, the city police department said. Between August 6th and August 14th alone, Springfield experienced four gun violence homicide. While the numbers of shootings was almost identical to the 21 shootings recorded during the same period of 2022, the Springfield Police Department said that last year's shooting resulted in only two homicides. So, I don't know what the answer to that is. Is it is it because we don't have enough cops or is it a social, uh, you know, people 
when the economy starts tanking and people start running out of money and then start becoming more violent because well, I don't I don't know I mean that you could argue that forever I, I think there's a number of things at play um, one I think the state's uh, bail system is broken and mm-hmm. and needs to be reassessed the mayor has asked for that the uh, the police department's asked for that I mean you you, you got uh, you, you set bail just to ensure they'll show up to court, but you got to have a dangerousness hearing. And, you know, these guys just, they get arrested. They're back out later in the afternoon. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a constant cycle of, of violent crime. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys that get off, think, well, figure, well, I can get away with anything now. Yeah. I already so let it, me out for this. I might as well just keep going back out and do it. Yeah. I mean, it, it basically encourages them to commit more crimes and potentially more serious crimes. Cause a lot of these, Cases. How many of these people who have been arrested, uh, in particular for homicide, have been arrested previously? Probably a good bunch of them. Yeah. Probably a a, a, a lot. So, I think there's a lot going on, and uh, you know, you've got all these all these guns that are being put together with three <laughs> D printers, and you know, they're they're untraceable guns, ghost guns, whatever it may be. Ghost guns. Whatever it may be. You know, it's it's very very hard to assume that the Spring, the Springfield police are going to be able to get it all. They get a lot, but they can't get it all. Ever since the uh, start of the pandemic, schools across the country have been struggling to fill teacher vacancies. Now, three years later, districts in our area have seen improvements, but there is still room to grow, and the state is stepping in to make adjustments to help. Uh, last year was an absolute crisis, says Michael Moriarty, board member of the Massachusetts Board of Elementary and Secondary Education. We were getting advisor notices, and so we got a lot of advice and took some action over the course of the last school year, we, uh, which we hope is helping now. In the state, Boston, Worcester, and Springfield, but then you can apply the same idea to everything in western Massachusetts, so Holyoke, Chicopee, Westfield, Northampton, anywhere you have uh, more jobs, you have more openings, Moriarty added. The state's Board of Elementary and Secondary Education has been working to address the hiring challenges. Uh, I don't like to doing anything that uh, seems like lowering standards, but nonetheless, we have to be responsive to what's been going on. The uh, board has been responding directly to specific challenges being seen in districts across Massachusetts as finding teachers for specific areas like special education and English language learning has proven more challenging. The state education board approved two licensing change this past June to help. So they're trying to, you know, uh, make it easier for people to, you know, get jobs and find people to fill uh, those jobs. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of budget issues. There's a lot of budget issues. A lot of teachers are retiring uh, unexpectedly. There's also not as many people going into education as there once what that once were. I mean, it, it's a hard job. Yeah. It's it's hard just to pass the uh, the exam to become a teacher. That's all. That's not. That's not entirely easy. And then you know, I mean, yeah, this this. It, it, that's another th- situation where there's lots of different issues at play. It's too bad because we really should be focused on the quality of our education rather than just trying to cram everybody through a meat grinder and and you know make sure they graduate and pass an MCAS. Ah, we'll spend our money on other stupid stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, as much as we don't like to hear it, uh, our favorite restaurants sometimes close, leaving our appetites never fully satisfied. Dozens of popular restaurants have closed in Massachusetts over the years, but some will never be forgotten. A recent post found on the uh, Massachusetts subreddit of Reddit uh, asked is residents what closed restaurants they missed the most. 
The thread so far has received more than 80, 180 comments in just a few hours. As of yesterday afternoon, the highest rate of response was the ground round. I think this is all of Massachusetts, though that they're that they're talking about. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't miss the ground round. I don't, I don't miss that really either. Uh, the ground round was once popular chain across the state, including one in Springfield. Uh, today, there are zero locations left in the Commonwealth. However, the restaurant still has two open locations in Banger and uh, Hallowell, Maine. Banger? Ah, uh, Banger, I hardly even know her. Oh, oh booyah, yeah. Uh, some of the other ones mentioned in the thread. Yep. The Hookie Lao. Miss that. Uh, Abdo's Big Boy. Hard not to miss that. Ponderosas. Nobody misses the I Ponderosa. Say, I saw this list. About that. I saw this list and saw that leaping yeah. right out at you. No, if you're one of these, uh, you're one of these people that misses the Ponderosa. You are the kind of person that probably should not be eating out in public. That's right. Kahunaville at the Holyoke Mall. I totally, you missed that. I totally missed that. <laughs> Actually, I missed the bowl in the bathroom when I uh, vomited from all the Goldschlager and Bud Light that I was drinking that night. Uh, Cactus Pete's in Worcester. Never been there. Piccadilly Pub. It had two locations, West Springfield and Sturbridge. It was okay. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, the Flaming Pit at the Eastfield Mall. I've never I heard of that. I don't really know that one. That must be one before my existence in this area. Although Friendly still has several locations across the state, some commenters mentioned they will miss their local locations that closed over the years, such as the recent closure in Palmer. Yeah, the people in Palmer don't know what to do with themselves. Well, they've been still waiting for their fisherman jig. Never even got done. <laughs> Restaurant's been closed for five years, yeah. and they're still waiting because they're used to the long wait. And there's still an ice cube in the middle of it. <laughs> what uh, what restaurant do you miss the most? This is what they uh, they did on 22. Here's where some of the restaurants the viewers of 22 have sent in. Bernie's Dining Depot. Absolutely. Jim Dandy. Okay. Famous Dave's. Was That, that was a barbecue That was place. a barbecue place on Boston Road. Where was that? Was that the one it's that was now, the old lobster, red lobster uh, used to be? No, that was no. Uh, Smoky Joe's. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, no, this is now where like Harbor Freight is, ah, is today. Okay, all yeah. right. Uh, the Big Mamu. Yeah, I missed that. I, I love. I uh, spent a lot of time at that place. Yeah, but you can still get the. He's still got the food truck going on down there at the corner. Um, of Worthing, what? No, he's uh, he's shutting that down. Oh, come yeah. on, come yeah. on. Uh, Heidi's in South Hadley. Never heard of that. Never heard of it. it. Mel's Restaurant in Holyoke. Mm, can't say I know it. Casa de Nana in Springfield. Yeah, that was, that was good. That T- was good. TJ's in Northampton. Uh, yeah. Bonanza's in Pittsfield. No. I think it's Pittsfield. I don't. I think that's how you pronounce it. Is it the Bonanza Steakhouse they're talking about in Pittsfield? Maybe. Could be. Humble Pie in Three Rivers. Never heard of that don't one. Don't remember either. that. The Crispy Biscuit in Wilbraham. That was a pretty good place. When was that? I never. So now it's like the Venice uh, pizza place on Boston Road yeah. in Wilbraham. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean they weren't they weren't around for a real long period of time, but but COVID shut that down. There was a delicious uh, Cajun restaurant in Wilbraham, uh, and I, years ago, and I can't remember. It was like a it was like a husband and wife team. Tony and Petty. No, Tony and Penny's is uh, is uh, a Portuguese, and that's over in Ludlow. Uh, it was a Cajun restaurant, and I can't remember what. The you're name right. Was. Yeah, yes, I can't remember the name of it. 
the uh, the building I believe has been knocked down. Yeah, because it was an old building to begin with. Yes, and uh, but it was delicious. Uh, anyway, Russell's in Springfield. You missed Lido's on that list. Oh, Lido's. Yeah, that's a guy. You can, uh, uh, we play the Lido Shuffle here every day. I don't know. No, we don't. We don't. We should. I love that song. We don't play the Lido Shuffle. We don't play any boss gags here. Huh. Uh, Pete and Henry's in Royalton. What nope. the hell is that? No. Roy Rogers in Westfield. Who's missing that? Honestly, everyone can get lo- along in, in their lives without the Roy Rogers or the Ponderosa. Taco Villa in Amherst. Nope, nope. Quickies in Chicken. I, I used know, to love I, Quickies. Quick, quickies is good. I, yeah, I miss Quickies. Quickies was a good like uh, late night because they were open late and you could order wings after you come home from the bar. Yep. Uh, touch of garlic in Springfield. That was a good place. That was a really good place. I missed that a lot. I used to. Li- I went there a couple of times when I lived over in that area. Debbie Wong's and where? Never been to the one in where. I went to the one in West Springfield. Uh, Dugan's in Chicopee. That was a good place. Where was that? That was up on. Or wait, am I thinking of? Wait a minute. I I get the names mixed up. There's Doctor Deegan's. And then there's Dugans. Dugans or Deegans? I don't know. It was the one off the pike. How about Duggins? Did you ever go to Duggins? I don't know if that's. I don't know where where all that is. Where I don't you know, go to the dugout? Yeah, the dugout. Yeah. Deegans, Duggins. There, there was one in Chickabee, and it was at the end of two ninety one, and it was. I think it was Mister Deegans. I think that was the name of the place. Oh yeah, and yeah. And it was actually a pretty cool place inside. And, I don't think I ever went in there, but and yeah. I don't know why it went out of business. The yeah. food was actually pretty good in there. The Cooper House in Springfield. Never heard of it. I don't remember that. Uh, Oh, yeah. Smoky Bones. That was a good place. Oh, uh, Marty said Dugan's was on Broadway across from the Blue Room. Oh, yeah. Okay. Smoky Bones was pretty good for a while. That that had been partially owned by uh, Dr. J, if you remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that building is still not being used. Still not being there. Another place that's gone that was actually quite good was uh, Judy's up in Amherst. That was good. Judy's. Yeah, they had the popovers. Oh, Lord. Oh, like popovers. oh, man. You know, Mick at the Delaney House makes those. The popovers? He does. Oh, yeah. Freaking good, I like, man. I like, a, good I like a good popover. Yeah, that's good. Oh, man. Now that I'm really hungry, I'm starving. Yeah, let's, uh, let's end this uh, madness here. It's uh, going to be uh, mostly uh, sunny today with a high of 74. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 73. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 753 in Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be a mix of sun and clouds today and a high of 78. And uh, tomorrow, sunny with a high of 84. It's uh, 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 bringing you New England Patriot football all season long. Tomorrow night, the Patriots wrap up their preseason schedule with a tune-up against the Tennessee Titans. The pregame begins at 530 and kickoff schedule for 815. Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak are going to bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. Uh, you ready to rock and roll? Yeah, yeah, yeah see I guess we can so. get into mm-hmm. this thing again. Here now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. It's a benchmark. <laughs> I like benchmarks. I left the benchmark when I sat down the other day and had some uh, had a know, meeting. some issues. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chattanooga uh, news anchor Cornelia Nicholson. Very lovely gal. Okay. Was recording a promo when she realized she was, quote, reporting on what was about to be her own marriage proposal. It was from her boyfriend, Riley Nagel. 
Riley Nagel? Yeah, well, uh, any uh, any relation? Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. No, it's okay. not. Okay. Uh, who works at the, who also works at the station. Here's a clip of that happy moment. And coming up right now, we have the story of two young journalists who just so happen to find love in the same industry. Local 3's Riley Nagel joins us in the studio with a special report. That is right, Cornelia. I do have a very special report uh, for people at home who maybe don't know. Cornelia and I met in news back in Montana <laughs> at a news station almost four years ago. Oh my God, and I thought it'd be fitting to ask you this question here since we met in news. Uh, I love when she puts pictures up on Instagram and all the other guys say they want to bang her in the area. Uh, I gotta put it on? I love it. <laughs> well, did she say yes? She did say yes. All right, yeah, okay. she did. She said. Wait. What kind of news director would allow that nonsense to go on? I don't know. I mean, is it sweeps week? It must be. <laughs> you can't propose on camera until there's a chance we could benefit it through the ratings. Hey, listen, uh, folks, viewership is down. We're uh, we're losing. Uh, all the boomers are dying off, and none of these young kids are watching our news station. Let's do something stupid. <laughs> Anybody have any ideas? Oh, I can propose to her. Listen, I, we've been dating for like a week and a half. Yeah. Uh, how about if I asked the, uh, popped a question right there on the news set? And uh, I would have been like, uh, you've been dipping your pen in company ink? What's the matter with you? I hate to break it to you folks, yeah. but sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens in television. Clip number two. A stranger drove into uh, New Hampshire, drove into a New Hampshire lake and grabbed a phone that a woman, uh, I'm sorry, not drove in, dove in. Dove. That's a, that's a big difference between yeah, those two Yeah, I was going to say. Dove into a New Hampshire lake and grabbed a phone that a woman had dropped and the phone still actually worked. Here's the moment that Simon was able to bring the phone back to Diane Bonfiglio. <laughs> Oh. oh my god, it totally works. This is so great. Oh my god, I was on like my fifth high noon for the day. <laughs> and I totally slipped the phone out of my I'm celebrating birthday month with my friends, so I just kind of accidentally slipped out of my hands and it went into the water. And you know, just- I, I love the cackle yeah. of happy drunk women. Yes, this knight in shining tinfoil came by and he came by and grabbed my phone out of the water. I am so, so, so. So, 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 so grateful. <laughs> so great. Not grateful enough to date him, but grateful no. to a certain degree. And finally, it's back to school time. An Oklahoma third grade teacher was arrested for allegedly drinking and being intoxicated <laughs> on the first day of school. Here's some body cam footage of when Kimberly Coates was confronted about it by an officer and Superintendent Doug Ogle. How much you had to drink? I drank last night. There's no way you drank last night. Well, I did drink last night. Did you drink at school is what he's asking you. Tell us the truth. I, I didn't drink at school. You blew two times the legal limit. Oh. You drink often? Unfortunately, yes. Yes, okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to insult you. I'm just trying to understand no, no, why. No, no, I, I, I'm i seeing a counselor. Okay, no more games, right? Yeah. What is in that? <laughs> uh, my juice. That layer is wine. She's lied and lied, and uh, Mr. Ogle found a cup that had wine residue in it on her desk so you know i know i'm not saying it's right but 
I remember my teacher. Uh, she had a problem. I remember, and, uh, I remember she would, a couple of uh, teachers smelled like cigarettes and booze. Yeah, and she and and this uh, one particular sixth grade teacher, uh, she would get nasty. Yeah, and she would kind of like be you know belligerent. Listen, if you're dealing with a bunch of kids all day long, no kid. I, it's kind of, a, I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying it's right. No, it's not. It's not right. But you know, when they ask her, "Were you drinking at school?" Yeah. She should have said, "No, I was drinking in the parking lot before I walked in." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was outside doing. We were doing. We were doing shotguns. Yeah, I was doing bus duty and doing like. A, <laughs> we're doing body shots in the gym. Yeah, who wants some? <laughs> Hey, it's my friend from New Hampshire with her high noons. Let's go. <laughs> it's 7.59, and that's now Hear This with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.13, and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 74. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 72. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Tomorrow night at the Loft Comedy Club in uh, Chicopee, Brendan Sackle will be uh, the headlining uh, act. He uh, shows at uh, 7.30, doors open at 7, and he's on the phones right now. Good morning, Brendan. How you doing? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Uh, you know, hit me up at 8 in the morning. Well, I mean, we, we, we've been up for quite a while. Well, we, uh, we considered giving you a call when we wake up, but yeah. we thought uh, you might not be ready for that. <laughs> no, no, I stay up all night watching. I'm, I, I was watching Tom Green's live all night till like 3 in the morning. <laughs> I got in bed at midnight, and I was watching it till like 4. It's awesome. He, he's just getting drunk and freestyling. It's really cool. That, that's like, that must be uh, one of the things that it goes along with having the nightlife of being a stand-up comedian is that you probably can't go right to sleep after work. No, no. And I spent all day at Six Flags yesterday. I didn't, I didn't even work yesterday. You went to Six Flags I, yesterday? Yeah, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. <laughs> that was like my first time there in 15 years. It stinks. I hate it. It's like, you know, my girlfriend's so into, like, roller coasters and getting scared. It's like it's paying, you're paying $100 for someone to basically chase you around with a knife all day. <laughs> well, that's kind of like most of parks. Yeah. Well, I mean, you live, in, you, live, you live in New York. You must be used to have, you must be used to that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, every block we try to get, this, this is, I live on the, one of the safest neighborhoods. And the other day I just saw a guy, like, walking around with his, like, you know, I don't know what I could say, but everything in his hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Nine out of ten times, you're walking out and just seeing a guy like staring at you, singing like a Christmas song while like, you know, feeling himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's going to get his exposure out there. Uh, speaking of which, uh, you know, when you Google your name, it, the first thing it says is known for joking off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was actually a typo. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I was going to ask. <laughs> no, that was a that was a MTV 2s like reaction to um, Wallin' Out. They're like, "What if this was for white kids?" <laughs> and uh, and you know, surprise, surprise, it lasted one season. <laughs> oh, really, really, I was surprised it didn't go any really? further than that. MTV's never had any bad ideas before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they didn't even call me a writer. I was like a consultant. And like, I, oh, dude, I remember se the, the second day I was I was pitching jokes, 
and they had uh, the show, like the show director. I forgot what it's called. I'm so not in the business that I'm like the show director. <laughs> he came up to me and he was like, "You're gonna have to tone it down." Like he, he was like, "You're gonna have to tone down. Stop talking about balls, okay? It's <laughs> making everyone uncomfortable. This isn't funny. It's for 14 year old white kids. Please." <laughs> Yeah, please clean it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, because <laughs> a 14-year-old would never talk about balls. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was brutal, dude. Yeah, my whole life has just sucked. <laughs> From that to Six Flags has been awful. Well, I mean, all right, so what, what about when you were a kid? Dude? Were, you, were you saying those things when you were 14? Yeah, of course. I mean, I was. that's what I think about. Like, yesterday when I was at Six Flags, you know, it, it, it's scary because there's all these, like, teenagers. Like, teenagers are so terrifying to me now like I'm, I'm 32 years old and i can see there's nothing more terrifying than a teenager trying to get laid and trying to like impress the the girls he's with like i could see them looking at me like should i tickle this fat lesbian and make her laugh and i and i, I like i could see them trying to like you know i just i hate it yeah but i was the same way so that's what i was thinking about like every time i'm scared of teenagers i'm like ah, they're just doing what i what i did you well, know? I think when you when you get older, uh, Brendan, and, and and I assume you probably will, uh, they they they're less scary and just more stupid. Like like at some point you just you stop being frightened by them. You just feel sorry for what they don't know. Right. And w- at what age does that uh, come? Because I'm I'm well into my thirties, and I'm still like I, I flinch when I see like a teenager walk by me well i'm uh i'm i'm 56 so i'd say it probably came to that realization about uh 55 <laughs> yeah i, I can imagine i know i think i'm gonna be afraid of them my entire life <laughs> i mean they're not like clowns i mean there's nothing you know they're not aliens or you know loaded yeah. gunmen you know, just, it's just they're just no, teenagers clowns are less scary because they're not trying to like hook up with the girls they're with <laughs> You don't know that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> there may be a whole subset of women who yeah. are just looking for clouds. Didn't you ever meet grabby hands? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Bozo. You don't know what Bozo's packing trip. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ronald McDonald had his fair share of oh, chicks. Oh, you bet that's yeah. true. That's the damn truth. How do you? How do you? Why do you think is the outside of his mouth is red? <laughs> yeah. Why do you think he hangs out with that bird girl? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Birdie. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, why is she wearing goggles? Yeah. There's a reason for that. <laughs> Brendan, yeah, she's got her. She went around. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan Saglo is on the uh, on the phone. You've also done a lot of uh, podcasting work too. I was reading your your bio on the on the Loft Comedy Club website. It sounds like oh, you've yeah. done nothing but po- but podcasts left and right. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, that's the beauty of um, being in a business where everybody, where you just get, you know, you get no money. Like, if if podcasting paid, I probably wouldn't be on it as much. <laughs> but, it's, you know, they you don't, you don't get, you know, everybody's like, he'll do it. He's up. He's got, he doesn't have a day job. He'll come, make some, you know, say some curse words, get some laughs, and then get trolled online. <laughs> and not get paid one penny for any of it. They don't pay you one thing. The only person who pays so far that I've done was Ari Shafir. He pays? Uh, who's hilarious. And he, he pays. And I, I'm like, this has got to be the standard because I go, you know, I'm going on all these radio shows and everything, and then I get DMs being like, you stink. I, ho- I hope you die. And I'm oh. like, if I was at least getting paid for this, I could take this. 
Well, hopefully the people of Western Massachusetts are much more welcoming to you this weekend. No, the no, they definitely will be. I'm sure they will be. So, I'm sure they will be. So you're going to be there uh, Friday and Saturday, or are you there uh, on Sunday as well? Just Friday. I'm just there Friday. Oh, just Friday. Yeah. Okay. Club. Seven seven yeah. thirty. Uh, Twenty bucks. That's all it costs. It's a it's a it's a great room for uh, for comedy. Really good room. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Awesome, Brenda Segalo again. Uh, Loft Comedy Club tomorrow night, seven thirty. Doors open at seven. Good to talk to you. Have a great night tomorrow. You too, guys. Man. All right, Bax and Nagel take twenty and Rock One Hundred Two. Rock One Hundred Two Springfield's Classic Rock. It's eight twenty eight. And yes. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Um, mix of sun and clouds with a high of 74. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 72. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, very quickly, before we uh, get into news, uh, Baxi's musical uh, podcast this week. My mm-hmm. guest has been uh, Bob Walkenhorst from the band The Rainmakers. Yep. Uh, really cool interview. But next week, I'll be talking to uh, Wayne Hussey. Wayne is a guy who has played with The Mission from the, uh, from the mid-'80s on, also played with Sisters of Mercy and the earliest uh, incarnation of uh, Dead or Alive. Remember uh, you spin me round like a record? Oh, yeah. That guy? Uh, well, he's got a writing credit on that song, so he's done uh, pretty well for himself. Guy has sold millions of records over the last uh, 40 years. Uh, the Mission is going to be at the Brighton Music Hall in Boston on October 11th, along with the Chameleons and Theater of Hate. A great show. You'll hear that uh, that interview on Monday on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and at rock102.com. All brought to you by ZM Home Buyers. Check them out at ZNMHomes.com and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Giddy up. All right. All right. News is next. Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. 832 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A chickabee man is facing multiple charges resulting from a crash into a utility pole that occurred on Sunday in Ludlow. According to Police Chief Valadis, 20-year-old Dominic Anthony Rodrigo of Chickabee uh, will be appearing in court to face the charges of negligent operation, Mark Lane's violation, use of an electronic device while driving, speeding, possession of an open container of alcohol in a motor vehicle, and failure to wear a seatbelt. He's fighting that one, though. The seatbelt. I would. Well, Wouldn't let's you see. Fight uh, that? Um, you know, I mean, I, I'd want to fight something. Hey, listen. Uh, okay, you got me on the uh, on the beer in the car. You got me uh, on the uh, moving violation thing, the speeding. But I was wearing my seatbelt, sir. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what do you think I am? I- irresponsible? Yeah. What do you think I am? A monster? <laughs> the incident. Listen, listen, I'm going to fight that that uh, seat uh, buckle, uh, buckle thing because I don't want it to affect my reputation. You know what really like kind of blows my mind? With the availability of Uber and Lyft, there should be no reason that you need to drive drunk. Like, you should be able to um, get, uh, you should be able to, to, to call a, a ride service because, let me tell you something, uh, uh, an Uber is a hell of a lot cheaper than a court cost of a, of a DUI. I agree. Unless, unless you puke inside the car. Yes. Because then they charge you for the cleanup, mm-hmm. and it ain't cheap. I mean, still significantly cheaper than the DUI. Uh, still still way cheaper than yeah. a DUI. So, I mean, if you're going to get you know puking drunk, puke before you get in the car. Is it like a is it like a pride thing? Like I can't let my see my friends uh, having me picked up and dropped off by an Uber. No, I'm yeah. gonna drink and drive in my own car. The, the, the problem is that when people get drunk, I don't know if you ever, uh, have been drunk or been around drunk people, but 
uh, they I've been drunk lots of times. Yeah. yeah. Well, they don't always think logically, and they also don't know how to assess their own impairment. That's the problem. Oh, I'm perfectly fine to drive. I've had only two beers and nine shots of Jägermeister, but it's the two beers that's like the frosting on the drunken cake. I guess you could say that. I know uh, when my dad urinated in the dishwasher, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he in his defense, it kind of looked like the bathroom. Don't you think? You had to jiggle the handle. It was a front loader. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of them. <laughs> one of them. He's, he's stuffed it right in. Rodrigo, who suffered injuries in the crash, was taken to Bay State by uh, Ludlow Fire Department paramedics. He's scheduled to appear in Palmer District Court to address the charges against him. The res- uh, collision resulted in significant damage with the utility pole broken near its base and obstructing the roadway to mitigate the impact on the public and restore normalcy. Eversource employees worked to restore the power, re- worked to restore power and clear the roadway. Those Eversource employees, man, they are hard workers. Yeah. Getting those poles out of the road. Oh yeah. Yeah. That could take all day. I I just find that line is like from Eversource, like Priscilla Rest called up and go, can you just say we really worked hard on this one when we got we got the thing? Well, yeah, like any like any good uh, press release. Yeah, sure, Priscilla. Yeah, yeah we'll, uh, we'll throw that in there. Everything is in a particular font, like a Helvetica or an Arial. Yeah. And then when it says what they really want you to emphasize, yeah. we're working hard. It's like they put it in like like six a sixteen point font and in bold yeah. and underline it, and it's in red. To mitigate the impact on the public and restore normalcy. That sounds like a PR person's uh, right. way of saying, hey, uh, we're here. Yeah. We're doing our job. Everything's in capitals when it, has, when it comes to that. Don't don't think that we're not doing nothing. <laughs> what do you think we are? DPW workers? Uh, yeah. We're, yeah. What are we, uh, we're not just standing around a hole watching people. <laughs> we're standing around a pole watching other people right. do things. Yeah. Uh, Massachusetts State Police have revealed new information on Sunday's deadly crash in Belchertown that damaged multiple properties. Investigators told us, uh, or told us, they told Western Mass News they recovered empty beer cans from inside and outside of the car at the crash scene where the 19-year-old driver, Miles Murray, was killed. State Police also revealed they recovered a fake Vermont driver's license with the Henniker, New Hampshire natives photo on it. They reported that these items were recovered after Murray failed to stop for a state trooper and eventually drove over a mulch patch which sent the car airborne, and his Nissan Altima crashed into a Jeep parked at 79 North Main Street. That collision sent the engine flying into the second floor of the 73 North Main Street home and more debris onto the first floor. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Debris. I don't know about that. I think it's debris here. It's uh, It was a pretty nasty, That's terrible. nasty accident. The engine flying through the side of that house, uh, like... That's an image, like you. It's just how did that happen? I but, still, I still don't. Well, I, I, I mean, I still. I, I mean, obviously it happened. I, I just, I still can't visualize how that happened. Well, it happens. It happens in a second. You know, it, you know, the whole thing probably took you know yeah. no less than two seconds to occur. Yet, try to visualize it in your head how that engine flying through the air and. Just lucky that nobody else got hurt yeah, in this whole thing. Uh, it's important to note that the open beer cans recovered on the scene does not confirm that Murray was impaired at the time of the crash. State police are awaiting autopsy reports to make any determination in the coming weeks. That's their disclaimer because uh, they don't, you know, 
we don't want to make any assumptions. Not yet. That somebody was uh, w- was drinking and driving. But it's hard not to picture that. Well, I mean, you, it's it's easy to speculate, but until you have actual information in front of you, you don't yeah. want to just go ahead and land on that. A uh, 51-year-old man in Arizona named William Brennan was arrested on Saturday after he admitted to hurling food at his wife. Food fight! It you're not happened. supposed to hurl food at each other in a marriage? No, you're not. Uh, it happened at a McDonald's at around 5 p.m. Uh, the couple got into an argument, and at some point, William threw a container full of McDonald's french fries at his wife's face. He then screamed at her to get back in the car. A witness was concerned and uh, called the police. They tracked him down, and William confessed. He told the cops they were fighting, and he threw french fries at her instead of his fist. Oh, oh, he's, he's a nice domestic uh, right. uh, violent guy. Listen. She got fries to the face. It could have been my hand. Could have been my fist. One of my knuckles with the ring with the rings on it. You know, uh, listen. I, I I am in no way condoning uh, domestic violence in any way, shape, or form. But you know, McDonald's French fries don't come cheap. No. They also happen to be delicious. So you know, would you? Is it really worth wasting the food if you guys can't come to some sort of agreement? I'm not so sure that uh, I could do that. I don't think I could do that either. I wouldn't, you know, like, the last time you were in a McDonald's probably cost you a few bucks, didn't it? It's it's kind of ridiculous how getting much it costs. Well, it's all, it's all fast food getting expensive, but I'm just saying. It's just, not fast food. It's good food served quickly. Right. But, yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't be chucking McNuggets at people. Not at that, uh, not at that price point. Those things are like $1.50 a piece now. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, even, even the dollar menu has a $3 option. There's also a, a reason why pepper spray is not allowed on airplanes. You want to hear about this one? Yeah. An American Airlines flight from Miami to New York made an emergency landing on Sunday after a passenger gassed the cabin with pepper spray. It's unclear what happened, but some reports say a female passenger mistook the pepper spray for hand lotion or hand sanitizer. Once the pepper spray got out, a lot of passengers started coughing and complaining that their eyes were irritated and then some of them couldn't even see. Naturally, the flight crew was confused, so they asked anyone who knew what was happening to come forward. A woman admitted to using the pepper spray, but claimed it was simply an accident. The flight was diverted to Jacksonville, and after it landed, the paramedics were brought in to deal with the passengers who were attacked by the spray. Sounds like everybody's going to be okay, though. The woman and her family were escorted off the plane. Some people on board claimed the spray was not an accident, and the woman was having some kind of altercation with another family across the aisle and sprayed them on purpose, but that has not been proven yet. No one knows how she got the pepper spray on the plane in the first place. You can have it checked in a bag as long as it meets TSA requirements, but is not allowed to carry on in the cabin. And this is why the FAA is investigating. You ever see a can of pepper spray? Yeah. It can look like a hand sanitizer container. It can. I mean, you could, in theory, confuse the two. But I don't know anyone who's going to put pepper spray in their hands hoping to you know get all the grime and and you know bacteria off their mitts but i remember uh i think we had uh, years ago uh my wife and i were traveling and she had uh she had a wine opener in her in her for emergencies well the lady lived on wine i you know she (laughs) that's that was her thing like she had a wine emergency whoever came over it was a bottle of wine open but uh, she carried it around with her. You know, she was a bartender, so she always had one, you know, somewhere nearby. Right. And uh, on the way back, 
that's when the TSA said, well, you can't bring that in on an airplane. And I'm like, we we brought it down here. Like, was it just like one of them, uh, the, the little corkscrew with the, the, yeah, like the little, T-bar? It was a little corkscrew, and then it, it was like almost, it looked like almost like a Swiss Army knife, but oh, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. a corkscrew and yeah. a little blade that goes along with it so you can, uh, you know. Get the, that wrapper off yeah, the, the Which bottle. I guess wouldn't be allowed on an airplane, but it was one of those, see, that's the kind of thing that people sh- would forget. I, you know, a loaded yeah. handgun that should never that, that should never be you know thing. Yeah. But I think uh, you know somebody with like maybe a small pocket knife or something like that. I can see that somebody not forgetting that it's in a purse or a wallet or whatever. But but it's like okay, you got we got down here. Yeah. So nobody nobody caught that at the first one, but now you're catching it on the way back. It just it seems kind of silly that you know. So we, did they did they confiscate it? Yeah, they confiscated it, and then we had to get a new one. Oh, my oh man, God. that was a Jeez. six bucks later. Man. Six bucks later on, yeah. on a flight that probably cost you like no less than like three hundred and fifty bucks to take. Well, we probably use Southwest Airline points again. I told you that's my flex. I'm an A lister. <laughs> I get on before everybody else does. Yeah, so true on on, on many levels, Steve. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 74. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 72. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.50 in the genius of Eddie Money on Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 73. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 73. It's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. I was going through my uh, my Facebook memories today. Yeah. Uh, five years ago to this very day, um, MGM had their VIP pre-open party. Oh, you know, yeah. you want to see what it looked like on the inside, you know, before yeah. you know any of the uh, the normal people would go in on yeah. a daily basis. Why well, that- were you invited? Because believe it or not, Steve, at the time, five years ago, I was a very important person. Ah, now but, you're yeah. not so important. Oh, no. It, everything is kind of, uh, you know, sloughed away. But in the studio with us right now from MGM, it's Beth Ward. It's great to see you. Great to see you guys. Thanks so much for having me. I remember that day. You looked very dapper, <laughs> I might say. Oh, I did. What a great time that I, was. I agree. I looked terrific. <laughs> um, the, but, la- the last time I was at a five-year-old's birthday party, they had a bounce house. Can we expect anything like that on no the plaza today? No bounce houses today. No, no. You know, that's not a bad idea. I'll keep that in mind for next year. Pony, uh, pony rides? But no. Uh, again, geez. I'll put it on the to-do list. Okay. Yeah. Maybe for the 10-year. <laughs> um, no, it is the... Fi- the fi- uh, it's hard to believe it's been five years, but, I mean, it's been... A very quick five years. It, it has. Throw in a pandemic and here you go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, really, you almost have to think of it as before and after. I mean, the pandemic threw everybody for a loop. but um, it, And that feels like so long ago because yeah. there's been so much that has happened since then, since reopening for, for everybody. You know, when um, when MGM first opened and when they were you know, you know, building it and constructing it and all, this, all these... Uh, all this other stuff. There, you know, the, obviously, the expectations of what MGM was going to do for Springfield were, were pretty high. And there have been some people who have been critical and say, well, you know, th- this didn't happen or this didn't happen. Sure. But when I'm downtown and I see the difference between what was happening six years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it's like a totally different city. And a lot of that has to do with the influence that MGM has had around the downtown area. Anyone who wants to criticize it is just not really spending any time downtown 
to see what's actually going on. You On any given weekend, it's like a festival atmosphere in Springfield, and it's remarkable. It, it truly is amazing. And speaking for someone from, from the perspective of, I've been with MGM for over two years now, but before that, you know, I've lived here forever, and I know what it was like before, and I know what this billion-dollar investment has meant to the city from an outsider's perspective and now working at MGM. I mean, you take just recently, we had Bruno Mars, Ironman Triathlon. We had Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. We had uh, Matt Frazier all on the same weekend. I mean, that generated more than 50,000 people coming to downtown Springfield, yeah. and it was fabulous. And, and you know, even take away, uh, you know, the big names, uh, I I think the the indoor winter time free concerts on a on a Friday night that we, that we were uh, uh, were a part of this year was a great idea. I don't think I've ever seen that many people in downtown Springfield on a on a Friday night when it's, you know, 20 degrees outside. Yeah, that's yeah. another example. I mean, the Free Music Fridays on the plaza in the summer yeah. have been so popular. It It's such a blast to go yeah. down there. And so then we have not only extended the season this year to go past Labor Day, but we are also, again, bringing it indoors because, I mean, the Aria Ballroom is transformed into, you know what it looks like. It's, it's, it's a great atmosphere, and it's free. So it's been really popular, and the community has really embraced that. Awesome. We've uh, we've both introduced bands, uh, yeah, <laughs> this summer in, in the plaza, and uh, you know, both times I've been there, uh, the crowds were enormous, and I am quite certain that it was not just to see me, but it was. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that you know the, the fact that bands are coming uh, are, are coming to the stage, and and the plaza has just this. There's like so much going on. Yeah, it. You know, we, you know, we got the, the the Rock 102 tabled off to the to the side. You know, everyone's got to walk past it in order to get to the plaza. Well, it's like you know, one person after another. It's like the the the, the traffic to this just doesn't stop the entire time. You would never have gotten that years ago. And I think what's great about it is you know the people's attitudes towards going downtown, having fun, looking at it as hey, we got to have a great night, whether it's within MGM or anywhere else going downtown. That's really important, and and to to see it and to kind of been you know been watching over the last five years, you have to wonder well what's coming up in the next five years. Yeah, well, um, I just want to say one thing about that comment to be to be downtown and to have such tremendous partners with Nadim's and Red Rose and all of the businesses along Worthington Street who, you know, we have such a great relationship with them. And when there's a lot of people downtown, you know, all tides rise, all boats rise in a high tide. How does that go? But it's just fabulous to see so many people downtown. We were down there. I'll say Bruno Mars one more time. I was at Bruno Mars and I'm, I'm nudging my husband and thinking, oh, my gosh, this is Springfield. This is fabulous. He's here. He's, He's here. here. Wait, what? He's At here. the time he was here, yeah. Um, as for the next five years, there are so many plans in the works. I mean, we have really come out like gangbusters. I would say, selfishly speaking, I mean, our team has worked really hard um, to work with our partners at Corporate MGM to bring those big names. And there are a lot of things coming down the pike we're really excited to announce. I, I, I can't say anything this morning, but um, 
I'll, I'll let you know as soon as I can. But the plans are fabulous. I mean, looking ahead to the end of the year, what I can say is that we have a lot of holiday programming. We're going to have the ice rink back, um, and we're going to extend that for the community because that is such a popular amenity that everybody just absolutely loves. It's like a hallmark moment down there and yeah. during the winter, which is which is so nice. Um, and before that, I want to say that we are so excited once again to partner with you folks on doing the Mayflower Marathon. We're, talks are already underway, and we're just thrilled about that. I, uh, I, I, I hope I got this right. Uh, I just did a little uh, quick thing, uh, a countdown. Yeah. I believe we're 89 days away from the Mayflower Marathon. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, you know, if you could collect one can uh, per day, uh, you could bring 89 cans down to the uh, <laughs> Mayflower Marathon. <laughs> No, I mean, so last year around this time, we were, you know, we were yeah. going through the process of deciding, right. you know, where to go for the Mayflower Marathon. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of different options at the time, you know, where to take this thing. And when we met with you and 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 Paul Picnelli and uh, and discussed what, we, you know, what we could do and where we could do it, the moment we went down there to see it, the very moment. We went down there with, with Terry Maxey, who was the head of the uh, the open pantry at the time. We became soulmates. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it was it was like, well, of course we need to do it here. Yeah, it's, it, it was made like perfect the, sense, and it was the perfect location and uh, easy to drop off. And wound up having a record year as a result of it. It was it was like, you know, why weren't we? Where were you <laughs> six years ago when we really needed you? Well, we're here now, and can I just say, and this seems a little gratuitous, and I hope it doesn't come off this way, but our team members are so excited about it. They had such a blast last year yeah. helping at all hours of the day and night, and we are really geared up for this year, and we want to make it a record-breaking year again. You know, it, it, it's funny because, you know, you know, when you were doing, you know, news and reporting, you know, a few yeah. years ago. I heard you used to be a legend around here, by the way. <laughs> yeah, she still is, but it's, you know, it's about, but now she's a, but now she's a casino, casino <laughs> legend. But, you know, you know, I mean, you would stop by the Mayflower Marathon and cover it. Yes. It's a different thing when you're just covering it as opposed to no when idea. you're actually a part of it <laughs> yeah. and see what happens over the course of 52 hours. I mean, it's 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 an amazing event, and we were so happy to be uh, at a place that really, really wanted yeah. us to be there. Yeah, I don't. Remember. I, I think uh, we just thought nobody worked at the Basketball Hall of Fame because <laughs> nobody ever came over and Aww. said anything to us. Uh, well, however, however, you know, it became available for us to be able to, to take part. We're just really, honestly, grateful that yeah. that we are part of it. It's it's such a great time. It's a feel good thing, and I just have to say that watching the two of you is not only hilarious. Um, but it is a true sight to see being there the entire time. So we're right. excited. Uh, the compliments are nice, but can yes. I maybe have you pull some strings for me? Sure. Can I be the guy that lights the Christmas tree? Can I be the one that pushes the button? <laughs> I want. I want to take that away from Dom Dom. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dom Dom, um, you know, he he covets that position. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, There's yeah. a new sheriff in town. <laughs> How about? If you allow Steve to pull the plug after Christmas yeah, season. Yeah, can I do that? <laughs> we can create a ceremony around that. Yeah. Okay, that. cool. The yeah. annual pulling of that, the plug. That works for me. <laughs> the Grinch event, we'll do something with that. Okay, Perfect. Okay. Cool. okay. Beth Ward from MGM, congratulations, five years. That's Thank awesome. You. Thank you. Our, our entire team is thrilled. We're having a, a huge epic party on property for all of our team members, and uh, epic is the right word. It's going to be a great day. Awesome. Excellent. Thanks no. for having me. Beth Ward with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102 is your home for New England baby. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock.
It's 913 and Stone Temple Pilots with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of uh, 73. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 73. It's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Oh, you know what we haven't done yet? Why? Uh, the Jackie the Joke Man tickets. Oh, that's I completely right. forgot. Yeah. Well, we had so much going on this morning. Yeah, there really was. It was. You know, we can't be uh, we can't be expected to get everything done in a timely fashion. No. But uh, Jackie the Joke Man Martling is coming to the South End Community Center September 9th. It's going to be a great comedy show to benefit uh, the South End Community Center, which does fantastic work uh, in the South End of Springfield. You can buy your tickets at zombiehideout.com. you got to be over 21 in order to get in because it's, uh, you know, that's an adult show. It's an not, adult show. Wouldn't say that Jackie is necessarily uh, children's entertainment. He's, you know, he's not... He's not a party clown, folks. He's a, he's, he's a, sometimes they'll get a little raunchy, which makes it all that more funny. And uh, we happen to have a pair of tickets right now, 10th Caller at 293-1021. Tickets to see Jackie the Joke Man at the South End Community Center on September 9th. Speaking of adult things, uh, I feel uh, I, had, I had one of those little old man moments last week. Doing what? I, was, uh, I took my kid into... Uh, a grocery store down in North Carolina. The, yeah. The Publix, which I absolutely love the Publix. Um, and, and we were getting some deli meat, right? Sure. And the lady working behind the the counter, she's by herself. So she's like bombarded with orders and all this other stuff. You could tell she's really working hard. And then uh, she said, I'm so, you know, she kept apologizing that I was waiting. And I said, yeah, whatever. You just take your time. It's no big deal. Sure. So she finally gets uh, around to me. And, uh, and I said, uh, first of all, how are you doing today? I just did one of those. You said that? I said that. Wow. Because somebody's not asking, you know, this poor uh, older lady who's like, you know, busting her butt and getting lunch meat. And and then my daughter goes, why why did you say that? And I go... Well, because she looks like she's having a hard day, doesn't it? Wouldn't it be nice to somebody to ask you how your day is going? I would love to have somebody. How's your ask day me? going, Bax? Well, Nobody yeah, cares. So anyway, uh, I'm well, talking to the, yeah. Got to get into it in a second. Here. So then she's uh, she's measuring out the, the the lunch meat, right? Yeah. And then she puts it on the scale, and then for some reason the scale is broken uh, on one side. It won't print the the ticket. Yeah. So then she moves it to the other scale, and it's exactly the same on the other side. And I said, "Hey, at least your scales are are up to up to par." Yeah. And I said, "That's perfect." Right. Right. I said, "That's perfect." You said, "I don't perfect. know why I said that. Like, I don't know why that came out of my mouth." Like like Mo Howard. But I felt like only, I didn't feel embarrassed until my kid said, "What did you just say?" <laughs> and I said, "That's." Perfect. Why did you say that? I I don't know. And then I started doubting myself why I said that. What's wrong with me? Why am I getting to that age where I'm saying quirky things like that all the time? I don't know. You know, you you don't realize you're yeah. you don't realize you've done it yeah. until you've done it. Yeah. And then once it's out of your mouth, you're like, Did I just yeah. did I just sound like my father just a minute ago? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Happens. And it, so now my kid is has been constantly walking around the house. Oh, that looks perfect, Dad. You know, <laughs> making fun of me. So here I am. As soon as they start saying things like "nyuk nyuk," then you know you yeah, got a problem. Nyuk 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 nyuk. I'm like, oh, gee, golly whiz, let's get some lunch meat, kids. That's perfect. <laughs> it's nine sixteen with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. It's another. Did you know? 